These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. And, and Jake, I'm not Jacob. No, you're not. Jake is not here Fuck for the second guy. time. I know he's the worst. I fucking hate him. You guys fucking hate him too. Sure. I'm positive that you do. How do you not hate a nose like that? <laughs> it just sucks up all the air, right? Uh-huh. Drips everywhere. Oh, it's drippy too. It's drippy. It's hairy as hairy, well. drippy. It's monstrous. Mm-hmm. It's an abomination. <laughs> he's not even here to defend himself. I know. <laughs> ah, fuck him. He's so mean. Yeah, whatever. Fuck him. He's mean to him in Vegas. Not anymore. That was last week. This week, I don't know where the fuck he is. He's yeah, like, my wife is dragging me places. <laughs> <laughs> I texted him and I was like, hey, just so you know, this is the topic this week. And he was like, Jessica, I told you I'm flying out that day. I, I'm flying to the Bahamas this week. I already told you I'm flying out. Jessica, I already town. told you I'm going to tea time with the queen this week. I know. Uh, my loafers need shining. He thinks he's so much better than me. <laughs> Before we move on to the rest of this podcast, We're going to say thank you to our patrons, me and Jacob and Spirit. Thank you, patrons. You're wonderful. You're attractive. I have one across the table from me right now. (laughs) Wow. I get those fringe benefits from my patronage. (laughs) That's exclusive to you, though. (laughs) No other patron gets that. (laughs) Thank you very much, patrons. We always appreciate your support. Terry? Yes. What did we take shots of? We took shots of 99 bananas. I Listen... I thought it was fine. It was, you motherfuckers are such pussies. Like, oh, Jacob has a whole post. Now, don't me <laughs> wrong. It's hilarious. It was well edited. It was hilarious. Oh, thank you. But it's a whole post dedicated to how much of a sandy vagina <laughs> he has. Jesus. And then your dad, you're like, well, my dad feels the same way. I'm like, well, you know what? For the record, Ryan, you're a bitch. <laughs> that was not you bad. You just looked him in the eye. I did. I <laughs> So that's see, that's the other thing about the 99 bananas. I got a nice fucking buzz from that and I don't feel disgusting. I don't mind that clear liquor yeah. is the cleanest buzz. It's good. And our drinks tonight. I would listen. Simple pimple. Anytime I will be on this show, I will take shots willingly. I'll be the 99 bananas guy. It's fine. Y'all are bitches. It's not fine. Pussies. Don't listen to him. He has... I don't know what the Marines it's, had him do. It's, He's huffed one too many <laughs> markers, licked to one too many windows. Eaten one too many crayons. Eaten one too many crayons. No, it's every weekend getting drunk as fuck off of like, like. The cheapest whiskey yeah, you could find. You can find. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I recommended CB Jackson. Is that what's in here? Yeah, it's good. You tried it by itself? Yeah, yeah. You did? I had, I had a little before to, I made the drinks. Just to see what mm-hmm. it was like? It's not bad. Okay. I mean, well, credit then to the um, shopkeep at the Fat shop Dog. Keep. Yeah. 
the guy in the whiskey section recommended CB Jackson. He said it's his go-to cheap whiskey. I'm sure there's plenty of your listeners that will that will know my know my disgusting taste when I say I I liked uh, Jim Beam piss whiskey. Yeah, pisky, pisky. Yeah, Jim Beam with cooler shooters. Ew, uh, shame on you. Sorry, uh, uh, not not shooters. Uh, Coors. uh, That's the Marine way, Coors and Hoors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I married one. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Would you care to spin the wheel? Sure. I know it's intimidating. It's so large. I know. I can't tell where I'm reaching to spin it, though. There, There we go. I'm reaching to spin it now. Oh, you used two fingers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. We landed on someone is going to squat on your face. You know, for real, though, we need to, like, get you an actual wheel. <laughs> this is cut. All of it is cut. <laughs> cut. Cut. None of this has happened. You can see it. Shut up. You can see. You shut up. You shut up. There's a camera. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You keep it to yourself. It's like not. I don't have to keep it to myself anymore. You have exposed yourselves. Not mentioning Santa Claus to four to six year olds. Don't say shit. He's there. (laughs) It could easily be real. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, it landed on. (laughs) Someone is going to squat on your face. Ah. Name the worst person. And it ends. Lizzo. (laughs) Wow. That was fast. You imagine? Uh, no, Lizzo after a show. Oh, yikes! God, she can't wipe her ass properly because she's so fucking massive. Terry, <laughs> she squats over your face and you just smell that fucking stank. Woo! But she loves baby Grogu, so you know that's great. How do you know this about her? I don't even know that about her. Because I'm a pop culture guy. Wow, you're so worldly and cultured. That's because I'm a Star Wars nerd, and yeah, she okay. said as much. Okay. Um, worst person, worst person, worst person. Just I'm trying to think of the least attractive person I've ever seen in my life. A lot of people. Oh, I don't know his name, but he is constantly in cringe compilations. He's that guy who does all the, um, what's the word for ASMR eating? Oh, that fucking guy. I don't know his name either. I, he's got that little fucking. Sh- yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Fuck. I don't know. his God, he's probably horrible. Oh, so many That's flaps. That's what I'm thinking of. It's like, you know, why are there Cheetos in this fold? Yes. It's oh. that kind of stuff. God, that um, just gave me a little fucking. <laughs> did you really? Ugh. Um, I don't know his name because he's I don't. He's the one that's constantly eating and like I crying while he's eating. watch his videos. Yeah. It's absolutely a character. Oh, of course. He's, he's faking yeah. it and it's fine. Well, faking it to an extent. I don't know if you've seen like prior videos that show like where he started before he started that whole fucking thing. No. Nope. He's taken his character probably a little far. I don't know. It seems like he's doing really well success wise. Um, I just don't imagine that him squatting over, over my face would be a pleasant experience. And that's why he's, he's who I'm naming as my, my don't want him to squat over my face person. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's a bad one. It is pretty bad. Oh God. And can you imagine like the cottage cheese that Lizzo's got going on probably on a regular basis? No, actually I imagine 
she's not cheesy. I bet she's she's good to go. She her pH balance is fine. Oh, because she's rich. It's she's the got people. Smell. Yeah. Vinegary. No, I don't think it'll be that. Yeah. No, I think it'll be mildew. <sighs> it'll smell like wet towel. Oh God. Oh fuck. That's bad. Wet towel, but also there's like a tang you can't really <laughs> define. Do you have orange old oranges down here? <laughs> That's fucking nasty. It's kind of like if you took the scent of mayonnaise and enhanced no. it. No. <laughs> no. We talked about mayonnaise banana sandwiches tonight. We can't do that. Just we can't associate it those Lizzo things. Lizzo no. pussy and no, no. on a piece of Ponzo, bread. listen to her nut. She is an awful horse. That's what she is. <laughs> she got that mayo pussy. Ugh, God. That mussy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking nasty. I'm sorry, Sam. She's listening. <laughs> Katie, you too. I apologize. She doesn't apologize. She's so full of shit. Uh, 12 years I've been with this bitch. She's <laughs> not sorry. 12 years. No, we've been together for 12 years. Together, but yeah. 12 years married in November. Yeah, but 12 years. You together. poor man. Well, we have sat, We have satiated the wheel. The wheel has been satiated. First wheel's it's had been. It's blood. It's done. Uh, first up toll. is you. Oh, for my stories? Yeah. Oh, damn, already? Mm-hmm. Damn, I thought we had more to do okay no no we're good to go so the first one uh i chose because it is definitely a squatter like no and they call them apparently there's a term serial squatters these are people that legitimately move from place to place with no intent of paying rent they save enough money to like upfront be like oh yeah i got the first month's rent and the deposit and whatever else you need to start and the person's like oh cool oh Okay, so what I was going to say is I thought the kids called it Frogger because they jump from pad to pad. No, they don't. Quote, unquote. The kids Um, don't call it anything because they they, don't know anything about it. They do. Oh, they do? Frogger is a, it's a a slang, well, you know the game, but it's a slang term right now for people who hide in people's houses. Not just houses, but people's like, like restaurants or the mall. So not that. Okay. This is a serial squatter. Someone that shows up. With the quote unquote air quotes for people not watching the video. Uh, the guys the, of being the guys of being a legit renter. Right. But have no intent on paying the rent after they move in. Okay. They're so good that they can tell who's going to be like charitable and be like, no, you know, I mean, take your time. It's fine. There's those other people I told you about. It's like, like 70 plus homes in the last like 20 years. And they make like 200,000 a year. Texas people look out because uh, I don't know. They're, they're fucking do they live here? Like 20 of the 70 plus homes are in East Texas. But these these people apparently make like close to $200,000 a year and they have like four kids. And somehow they know how to have fudged the paperwork to make it so that when the homeowner searches them, background checks them and does all that stuff, everything checks out. They they are so learned in the eviction process and so learned in, in like renter's law that they'll push it until the like just barely point to before like they start getting like charged with something and they go, okay, cool. And they leave and they go somewhere else and nothing stays on their record. It's fucking crazy. So since like the mid 1980s, they've been doing this. It's like every six to seven months, 
they move to a new place, they do their thing, they ride the eviction process till like that six, seven month period, and then they move to a new place. And before they have to get charged with anything, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. That's wild. Um, but my official story, stories, I did two of them. Uh, the first one is a guy named Jameson Bachman. So he seemed like a totally successful, trustworthy guy. Uh, he was charming. He had a law degree. And uh, everyone that knew him prof- knew him like professionally, right? Uh, they had nothing but positive things to say about him. But he basically just squat. That's That was his thing. He would go from rental property to rental property and ride that line. Same idea as the people I just mentioned. Like yeah. ride that line until he knew he couldn't get away with it anymore and then move to the next place. Okay. Right? <clears throat> Push it as far as he could before calling it quits, moving on to the next person. Yep. Yep. He, from what I read, cause you know, like, like he had, uh, he had friends that described him as like the super cocky guy. He had an older brother that was that guy that's like head of the fucking soccer team and like the golden boy. Yeah. The golden boy. Basically everybody loved him. He had a great personality, all this kind of stuff. And his younger brother who was Jameson, right. Was this guy that kind of followed in his footsteps, had the same kind of mentality, very like, go-getter kind of mentality, but mm-hmm. not the same level of like renown and popularity and all that kind of stuff. So all of his friends referred to him as somebody that was like, like the most cocky person they've ever met. Right. Yeah. After he got out of high school, he, uh, he went to a place called Tulane university. Uh, it was like around 1970s, right. Mid 1970s. Um, and he witnessed a murder at his fraternity dinner, uh, which he claimed later like changed his whole thing, like changed like how his brain worked and stuff like that. But his perspective um, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was a longstanding kind of squabble over <laughs> this sounds so fucking nerdy. It's so funny. I was reading this. I was like, really? What the fuck? But a longstanding squabble over library etiquette resulted in one of Bachman's friends being violently stabbed in front of 25 people that Oh night. my God. He stabbed somebody. So some random dude, it was like, over library your library etiquette, etiquette is bad. You're, <laughs> you're not whispering in the library. Die. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, damn. Wow. But apparently he was there for that. Right. And it was one of his close friends. Oh, it wasn't him though. No, it wasn't him. It was someone else did that to a friend of his in front of him. That was the thing that made him. Made him kind of like, yeah, get weird. He was an embellisher though. Cause like after that. He would be like, basically like, look at me. I, I witnessed this thing happen to my friend. And then it got to a point where even like he embellished the story to a point where he referred to it. He's milking the experience. He referred to the experience as a beheading in front of him at one point when the person was stabbed in like the torso, like it, it didn't happen that way. His friend said that when he went home, his friend's family all said that he got more like paranoid and like, like closed off. Okay. Right. Like he acted weird after that. So eventually he earned his master's degree at Georgetown University, where he was recognized as a, like quoted as a remarkable student with uh, extraordinary talents, right? Yeah. Uh, One of his professors even said that in my 20 years of university teaching, I've I've encountered very few people of this caliber. His thing he went to school for was law. He was planning on becoming a lawyer. After graduating, he spent several years overseas in Israel and the Netherlands. He eventually returned to the U.S. and earned his law degree in the University of Miami at the age of 45. So this is many years later, obviously. Right. Um, He never became a practicing attorney uh, because he failed his bar exam on the first attempt in 2003 and never tried again after that. But people start realizing like like kind of what he put his law degree towards, like what his law stuff came to. Oh. Because 
he started manipulating, manipulating the rent process and all that kind of stuff, right? Around 2006, he moved in with uh, a lady named Arlene Hyrebedian. The two had been casually dating, and Bachman told Hyrebedian that he would need to stay with her for about two months. Uh, two months stretched into four years. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Bachman only paid a single month's rent the whole time. Uh, finally, in 2010... Uh, the female Herobidian, I'm just going to call her Arlene. Arlene slapped Bachman during a heated argument about his refusal to pay the bills. Whoa. He grabbed her throat in response, (gasps) but she escaped and ran out of the house. Herobidian then filed an eviction notice against Bachman, or Arlene filed an eviction notice against him. Uh, uh, So when he found out what she had done, he immediately went to the police and claimed that she had threatened him with a knife. Uh, Arlene was, uh, or sorry. uh, Piece of shit. Yeah. Arlene was arrested. (gasps) Just because of his report? And forbidden from entering her own home. While she was gone, he took all of her pets to kill shelters. (gasps) (laughs) What? Yeah. That's such barbaric, petty (laughs) bullshit. That's not even petty. That's holy fuck, dude. You killed (laughs) all of her animals. That is so awful. Oh my god. I did not think you were going to say that. Over the next seven years, uh, he continued hopping from house to house, uh, playing the role of a polite lawyer who needed somewhere to stay with, uh, with, and he had a cat and dog, uh, with a cat and dog due to some sudden hardship. So he'd always like, you know, oh, I ran out of work or, you know, whatever. He'd always have some excuse as to what medical problem or he'd make people feel sorry for him. He was a good manipulator. Yeah. Right. Uh, he'd write a check for the first month's rent, but then he would never pay again. Yikes. Okay. So he always came up with excuses as to why he shouldn't have to pay. So he, because he was a lawyer, because he, or he had lawyer knowledge, right? Education. Yep. Uh, he would use legal terminology such as the covenant of quiet enjoyment and warranty of habitability. So he pointed out things like dirty dishes and the sink or missing uh, messy living areas to weasel his way out of cutting a check. Right. So where he lived. Because he cleans. Well, and because his, his, uh, his homeowners that were, he, he was tenant to didn't do these things. So he's renting a room. He's renting a space. So it could be a room. It could be you know, a a house, whatever, but there's someone that owns that property. Yeah. Okay. And in, I think it's Massachusetts. I think they said, but on the East coast, on the West coast, it's the same thing. California, California is the same shit. Sorry. Shithole fucking place that it is over there. Sure. But because he had heavy experience in law, he knew how to game that and just maximize his fucking time. Yeah. Right. So I watched this one lady they did an interview with where he subletted out of her apartment. She had a two bed, a three bedroom, two bath apartment and she was subletting one bathroom, two bed. And during the time that he was there, he was like sneaking into their rooms. Ew, what? Yeah. And she, she, like she worked a midnight shift. So she was like, like she got a complaint from one of her subletters because one subletter was a random lady and then the other subletter was this guy, Jameson Bach. And these are just people with bedrooms in yes. the same house. She is the primary renter. Yeah. And she's subletting a bedroom or two bedrooms and one bathroom to two people. This Jameson Bachman guy was sneaking into this other lady's room. Why? I'm telling you because these people said that he liked like terrorizing whoever he lived with. Ew. Okay, so he already wasn't paying his rent, but he had all these fucking excuses for it and was like sneaking into this lady's room. And the lady that's subletting 
tells him like, listen, you can't be fucking doing that. Like the lady, the other lady that's renting says, I know he's doing it. Here's my proof, blah, blah, blah. Because it's in a, you know, a super tolerant place. They warn him a million fucking times before they do anything about sure. it. But it occurs to the lady subletting like, oh, I wonder if he snuck into my room. After she warns him and says, you're not allowed to do that. I wonder if he snuck into my room. So she, when she leaves for work, she goes, you know what? I'm just going to leave an empty wine bottle like behind my door. She comes home, empty wine bottle is moved back and like placed in a spot that's different. Mm -hmm. And she basically said like, I confronted him and was like, fuck you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he bowed up on her and got crazy, right? So she ended up figuring out how to boot him. She got him out. Good, fuck it. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. So he made his way to uh, a Philadelphia apartment posing as Jed Creek. So he didn't. He changed he changed, his name. He, he had like a, he had like a. A, a like, reputation. No, no, no. He had a, what's the word? An alias. alias. Yes. <laughs> Jed Creek. Um, <laughs> so he paid the first men's rent up front as usual. Uh, and he, and it's this person, Alex Miller, uh, even seemed to become fast friends. So when uh, when Miller asked Bachman to pay half the utility bill after he'd been living uh, living with her for about a month, he received a text in response saying, we can handle this in court if you prefer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it took her completely by surprise. She wasn't ready for that shit, obviously. Uh, he he started acting strange, like he was stealing her light bulbs, uh, <laughs> taking her dining. He took her dining room chairs and turned them into a desk oh, <laughs> okay. wow. and continued to refuse to pay rent. Uh, so she, she obviously grew suspicious of the person and she and her mother, uh, quickly uncovered his real name online with numerous tenancy complaints and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so with the help of her and her mom and some friends, they like trolled him, right? They threw a house party and they, they like advertised it on Facebook. They, uh, gray areaed his life. Yes. And it said, and the Facebook thing said, uh, it's a send off for a serial squatter named Jameson Bachman. So they outed his name. Wow. So she blasted, during the thing, she blasted rap music, which she knew he hated. He'd complained and hated. And uh, plastered photos of one of his previous victims all over the apartment walls. Oh my goodness. Good for you. So after several hours, he stormed out of his room and dumped used cat litter in the toilet before leaving the apartment. He returned the following morning. And when he returned there, got crazy with her. Okay. He grabbed her by the throat, <gasps> verbally threatened her, and said, I'm not fucking leaving. She fought back. Okay. Okay. He uh, he then kind of backed into a room and tried to close the door, and she was like, no, get the fuck out, and throws her leg into the door, and he keeps slamming the door <gasps> on her leg. And she's like, I'm calling the cops and doing whatever. Takes a knife and starts stabbing her leg. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. So he stabbed her leg nine times. Mm-mm. Uh, she luckily was able to escape and he was soon arrested after that. So his brother, the one I was telling you about, Golden Boy, right, uh, bailed him out of jail. So he left jail on June 17th, 2017. Uh, he wasn't a free man for long, though. Uh, just weeks later, he met up with Miller, the chick that he'd stabbed <laughs> at a local <laughs> police department to retrieve his belongings Low left key. in her home. Yeah. While there, he told her, you're dead, bitch. <laughs> Uh, and then was immediately fucking arrested again. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? a death threat. His brother bailed him out again. Get fucked. But, boy, my ass. But his wife, uh, his his brother, uh, Harry's wife, said he's not fucking staying in our house. No. Right? So eventually he took that out on his brother. 
Oh. So on November 3rd, 2017, Jameson Bachman beat Harry to death. <gasps> his brother? Yep. Oh my God. Stole his credit card, fled the scene in his car. What an absolute Piece garbage shit. person. Yep. When Harry failed to meet up with his wife out of town uh, that evening as planned, he contacted, she contacted the police who found Harry's body at the bottom of the basement stairs. Oh my word. So officers quickly began searching for Bachman. They found him at a hotel room just seven miles away and he was taken back to jail to await his uh, trial for his brother's murder. But he never made it to trial. Uh, he ended up hanging himself in his jail cell. Good. Rest in piss. Yeah. Jameson. Piece of shit, Jameson. Buchanan or whatever the fuck your name Bachman. is. Bachman. Bachman. Cunt. Anyway. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> you said that was your small one. The other That's one. a small one. So. The other one's worse, I I'm, thought. I'm, it is. Dorothea Puente. She was born Dorothea Helen Gray uh, on January 9th, 1929 in Redlands, California. Uh, so her mother was 1929. Yeah. She's, she's an old, she was an older lady. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, her mother was Trudy. Uh, her dad was Jesse James and not the Jesse James, Jesse James Gray. He's a different guy. Okay. Um, her parents were both super major alcoholics and her father repeatedly threatened to commit suicide in front of, uh, in front of her and her six sisters or six siblings. Whoa. Uh, and her mother repeatedly told them that she would give them up for adoption. Yeah. Oh, so like a nice casual childhood. Yeah, great childhood. Her father ended up dying of tuberculosis in 1937. Uh, he was a World War I vet, and I guess it was a mustard Aww. gas thing that that ended up killing him. And then her mother, who was uh, a hooker, uh, ended up dying in a motorcycle accident a year later. So her and her Yikes. six other, other siblings were immediately orphaned. Um, and they remained in an orphanage where they were, at least they said for her, uh, she was like, extensively sexually abused in that Aww. orphanage for like a really long time. Poor baby. And then I guess family in Fresno found out that everything had happened. happened. Yeah. And they ended up adopting her. I don't know what happened to the other six siblings, but for her, they adopted her. Right. Um, so it's possible they had, she, they adopted all of them. Is it's that? possible. I don't, I don't, they, they didn't elaborate okay. on that, but uh, she ended up living in Fresno up until she was about 16 and from the ages of 14 all the way through 16, she was hooking, okay? Yep. But while she was hooking, she met her first husband uh, in 1945, uh, a guy named- A client? Yeah, he was <laughs> named Fred McFall. Um, so they fell in love, they got married, they Aww. left California and moved to Nevada. They had two daughters between 1946 and 1948, uh, but Dorothea ended up hating rearing children as much as her mother. Whoa. Uh, sent one daughter to live with family in California and uh, and put the other up for adoption while her husband <gasps> was gone on business. No. And later in 1948, he fucking went and retrieved his daughters. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, but he left Oh, her. thank God. <laughs> yeah. Good. That was the best possible outcome for based him. off of those de yes. decisions. Well, and uh, wait till I tell you, one of those daughters ends up fucking testifying in her on her behalf later. But I mean, it is. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, spring of 1948, she uh, she leaves Nevada, moves back to uh, San Bernardino, okay? Ah, oh, um, we lived there. We did. And she ends up, like, messing around with, like, forgery and, like, fucking with bad checks and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. Um, Fraud. Yes. And she ends up getting arrested for purchasing women's accessories using forged checks in San Bernardino in 1948. Uh, she, pelt, she pled guilty to two counts of forgery. 
uh, and was sentenced to a two-year prison a prison sentence, but only served four months in jail for good behavior. And then she was given three years of probation. Multiple, uh, multiple, like claimed fellow former inmates, right? Like people that said, like, oh yeah, I served time with her. Blah sure. blah. They said that during her time there, she like was doing her best to figure out like how to pickpocket, how to forge in the prison. She was asking other inmates that for like advice. Yeah, on how to do it better. She was trying to increase her skill. Yep. In the prison. Um, six months after her release, she fled San Bernardino in order to turn to avoid her terms of probation. Okay. So Riverside County, I think, is San Bernardino. But either way, no, San Bernardino is its own county. Oh, okay, okay. But either way, like whatever county her terms of probation were in, she fled so that she wouldn't have to deal with them. Right. Yeah. Um, so in 19, uh, let's see, uh, 1952, she ended up marrying a merchant seaman <laughs> named uh, Axel Brand Johansson in Sacramento. Uh, she created a fake persona calling herself, <laughs> get this, Taya Singawala Neyarada, <laughs> a Muslim woman of Egyptian and Israeli descent. Israeli descent okay. Well, she was a, Hispanic, a white lady. She was a white lady. But she said she was a Muslim, but she said she was this person with a Muslim. And she, her husband at that time married her thinking she was this person. What? Yep. And outside of her husband, she was telling everyone that she had, and she had been telling everyone, mind you, since she was a young person, that she was actually a Mexican citizen. Yeah. And one of 18 children and lived in all these different villages and small towns. She's, she's a. She's a habitual liar. She's, yeah. yeah, She's a chronic liar. Yeah. So, uh, so they had a turbulent marriage. Okay. No kidding. Yeah. Gray took advantage. Er, so, uh, uh, sorry, Dorothea took advantage of, uh, of, uh, her current husband, Axel Johansson's, uh, frequent trips to sea by inviting men to their home for continued sex work and gambling. Yikes. Yep. So she was spending all his money, money gambling too. I mean, that sounds like a lot of Marines we knew. <laughs> But the problem, too, is that, you know, he'd get home and find out that money was missing. And then, you know, it's backhands galore. Oh, so he was that he was kind also, of husband. He was also abusive. I understand. So during it. this time, she also treated locals in her area as a holistic doctor and used her persona as a Mexican-born citizen to trick people into thinking that she would practice the same medicine in her home, uh, same medicine as she did in her hometown and surrounding village. Oh. Yeah. So she was working. She, she was an entrepreneur. Okay. Yes. <laughs> she was a sex worker, a gambler, and a holistic medicine person. Wow. Right. Dorothea was arrested in 1960 for owning and operating a bookkeeping firm uh, as a front for a brothel in Sacramento. <laughs> uh, she was found guilty and was sentenced. Come over to here, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep your books. So she was found guilty, but she was sentenced to 90 days <laughs> in a Sacramento County jail. So in 1961. Her that husband Axel Johansson had uh, Dorothea committed to Dewitt State Hospital for mental shit. Yeah. After a binge drink, after binge drinking and lying and criminal behavior and suicide attempts. Um, Oof. While there, doctors diagnosed her as a pathological liar with an unstable personality. Okay. I mean, we figured. Yes. Dorothea and and Johansson divorced in 1966. And although she continued to use Johansson's name for some time following the separation, Gray assumed the identity of Sharon Johansson, hiding her delinquent behavior by portraying herself as a devout Christian woman. She's Sharon the Christian now. Yes. Uh, she established her reputation as a caregiver, providing young women with sanctuary from poverty and abuse without charge. Oof. In 1968, Dorothea married Roberto Jose Puente. 
After 16 months, the couple separated, with Gray citing domestic abuse. But in 1967, she attempted to serve him with divorce petition. He, Puente, uh, fled to Mexico. The divorce wouldn't be finalized till 1973. The two would continue to have a turbulent relationship, and Gray filed a restraining order. So uh, Dorothea filed a restraining order in 1975. And she would continue to use the surname Puente for 20 more years. Following her divorce, uh, she focused on running a boarding house located at, located in Sacramento. She established herself as a genuine resource for the community to aid alcoholics and homeless people and mentally ill people and all that kind of stuff, right? She's she a charitable had, person. But she had alcoholist, alcoholic, like alcohol anonymous? AA. Yeah, AA meetings, but unregistered. So, like, she didn't have any of the proper, like, yeah. like certifications Go to ahead. do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she also, like managed to worm her way into like really elite circles so like she was best buddies with with like the governor of california and like all these representatives and all these people right yeah because you know she's a fellow liar like the rest of fucking politicians they have something in common yeah they're all fucking pieces of shit (laughs) um but she changed her public image to that of a respectable older matron by putting on vintage clothing. So she wore a lot of, like, purposely wore a lot of, like, grandma clothes and stuff to make her look, like, super innocent. She, I mean, say what yeah. you want. I know what you're all thinking, and I think it too, but that's an expert manipulator. Listen, when it comes to her trial, it makes a fucking difference. And I'll t- No! You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. So she wore granny glasses, let her, let her hair turn gray, didn't dye it or anything, right? She also established herself as a respected member of Sacra- Sacramento's Hispanic community by continuing to use the name Puente and use the whole story about, oh, I was a Mexican citizen and blah, 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 right? Yikes. Um, so she funded charities, scholarships, radio programs, all that stuff that had to do with the Hispanic community as well. She eventually met and married Pedro Angel uh, Montalavo, though uh, Montalavo abruptly left the uh, relationship a week after marriage. And a bunch of people said, like, it was basically he was using her for citizenship. Bullet so dodged. Showing, yeah. Good for you, Yeah, guy. no, good for you. <laughs> yep. So, uh, uh, in 1978, she was charged and convicted of illegal, illegally cashing 34 state and federal checks that belonged to her tenants to, with her, because, you know, she had her, her uh, what's it called, uh, uh, boarding house. Sure. Uh, she was given five years probation and ordered to pay $4,000 in restitution. Um, in April 1982, she was 53 and, uh, or sorry, in April 1982, uh, she had a, sorry, she had a roommate. Uh, in her upstairs, it, it was an upstairs apartment in this person's house, mm-hmm. right? And they wanted to start a business together. It was her roommate, uh, Ruth Monroe. And um, she ended up, <laughs> Ruth Monroe ended up dying from an overdose of codeine and acetaminophen, but she was also collecting social security. And weirdly, all those social security checks ended up going to Ms. Puente. Interesting. Yes. Puente told the police that the woman was, was very depressed because her husband was terminally ill. Uh, the authorities left the cause of death as undetermined since there was such an excessive amount of of acetaminophen and codeine and she was bedridden at the time they were like oh yeah she was depressed she had, she probably she offed herself yeah. or just pushed it and and because she looked like a sweet old granny they didn't to blame her even though Bitch. the lady's family was like what the fuck yeah a few weeks later uh the police returned after malcolm mckenzie a 74 year old pensioner so someone that's on retirement one of four elderly people puente was accused of drugging accused puente of drugging and stealing from him on august 18 1982 puente was convicted of three theft charges sentenced to five years in prison there she began okay. corresponding with a guy named everson gilmouth so like doing pen pal shit pen right? pal shit pen, pen pal shit 
like this guy bu- ever. They're seen. just buddies. Yes. She's not looking and for it's a someone that she got sixth husband or whatever number this is. It, it. I mean, it doesn't end up becoming a husband, but it ends up becoming close enough. A thing. Okay. So he's a 77 year old retiree from Oregon. A pen pal uh, friendship developed, and when Puente was released in 1985 after serving three years of a five year sentence, he met her outside the prison, driving a 1980 Ford pickup. Red, a red 1984 pickup. Their relationship developed quickly, and the couple were soon making wedding plans. Interesting. Hmm? In November of 1985, Puente hired a man named Ismael Flores to install some wood paneling in her apartment. For his labor and $800, Puente gave him a red Ford pickup, which she stated belonged to her boyfriend in Los Angeles, who no longer needed it. Oh, no. He's dead. <laughs> she asked Flores to build a six-by-three-by-two-foot box. To store books and other items. <laughs> Can you build me a coffin? Can you build me my... a coffin-sized box? I just want to put my books in a coffin. And he was like, "I mean, I can do it. It's the, you it's make a... it. You give me the port truck. It's no problem. <laughs> it's no problem. I got it." She then asked Flores to transport the filled, sealed box, no questions asked, to a storage depot, and Flores Flores agreed, and Puente assisted him. <laughs> Puente told Flores to stop while they were on Garden Highway in Sutter County and dumped the box of junk on the riverbank. Yeah, books and other items on the riverbank at an unofficial household junk dumping site. On January 1st, 1986, a fisherman spotted a suspicious-looking coffin box (laughs) near the river and called police. Investigators opened the box and found a badly decomposed and unidentifiable body of an elderly mm. man inside. Puente continued to collect Gilmouth pension and wrote letters to his family explaining the reason he had not contacted them you was whore. because he was ill. <laughs> she continued to maintain a boarding house, taking in 40 new tenants. Gilmouth's body remained unidentified for three years. They, because Whoa. Don't forget, this is the 80s, so the forensic science is, is a fairly new thing. So, Puente continued to accept elderly uh, boarders and was popular with social workers because she could, she accepted referrals of the tough cases. So, people with like drug problems, mental instability. Because she was going to kill them anyway. She didn't, but they didn't know that, right? <laughs> so, including drug addicts and abusive tenants, she collected the tenants' monthly mail before they saw it and paid them stipends. So, basically, was like, here's here's your allowance. I'm going to collect the rest as expenses to cover your your living costs. Yeah. During this period, parole agents visited Puente at least 15 times, though she'd been ordered to keep away from the elderly and refrain from handling government checks. No violations were ever noted. Suspicion was first aroused when neighbors noticed odd activities of a homeless alcoholic known only as Chief, whom Puente stated uh, she had adopted, air quotes for those not watching, and hired as her handyman. Puente had Chief dig... (laughs) Go on. Dig in the basement and cart soil and rubbish away with a wheelbarrow. At the time, the basement floor was converted with uh, covered with a concrete slab. Chief later dismantled a garage or dismantled the garage in the backyard and installed a fresh con- concrete slab there as well. Soon afterward, Chief disappeared. No one knows where he is. On November 11, 1988, uh, police inquired after the disappearance of a tenant, Alvaro Bert Montoya, a, deve- uh, a developmentally disabled man with schizophrenia who had been reported missing by his social worker. After noticing disturbed soil on the property, they uncovered the body of tenant uh, Leona Carpenter, 78. Seven bodies were eventually found buried on the property. Okay. Puente was charged with a total of nine murders. Puente's boyfriend, Everson Gilmouth, 77, 
and eight tenants who lived at the boarding house. Ruth Monroe, 61, Leona Carpenter, 78, Alvaro Gonzalez Montoya, 51, Dorothy Miller, 64, Benjamin Fink, 55, James Gallup, 62, Vera Martin, 64, and Betty Palmer, 78. According to investigators, most of their victims had been drugged until they overdosed, though one was decapitated and its hands missing, as well as two others had been buried alive. <gasps> alive! So she drugged them enough to where they couldn't fight back? And just buried wrapped them? Wrapped them up and buried them. She didn't finish it? Nope. Oh my God. At the time, she was continuing to collect the tenant's social security checks to the tune of $5,000 per month, which would be equivalent to about $14,000 per month currently. Or Yep. During the initial investigation, Puente was not immediately a suspect. Why? Because she looked like a little fucking grandma she that no like one associates. Right? Little granny. And she was allowed to leave the property, property ostensibly to buy a cup of coffee at a nearby hotel. Yikes. Instead, after buying the coffee, she fled immediately to Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Where she befriended an elderly male uh, pensioner whom she had met in a bar. Okay. Unbeknownst to her, he fucking recognized her. Yep. What do you mean? Because the moment she fucking left, the cops put out a bolo on her or be on the lookout for her. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he's an old retired person. They fucking pay attention to everything. So he called the cops. He was like, this bitch is here. So they came and picked her up. Right? Good for you, man. Yep. He so didn't fall prey to that pussy. He didn't. <laughs> Granting a change of venue uh, filed by Puente's lawyers, a judge transferred the trial to Monterey County. They didn't want to transfer it to fucking, to fucking Riverside County or Sacramento County because they knew that people up there would be like, fuck you, death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, trial begins in October 1992 and ended a year later. The prosecutor, John O'Mara, uh, was the homicide supervisor in Sacramento County. O'Mara called over 130 witnesses. He argued to the jury that Puente had... Yes. That's a long trial. Well, here's the thing. They said it was a year-long trial, right? That's a long fucking trial. But those 130 witnesses, if I was sitting in the crowd, I'd have been like, this little old grandma? Really? She duped you? I'm looking at her going, oh my God. She's good. She's good. He called over 130 witnesses. He argued to the jury that Puente had used sleeping pills to put her tenants to sleep, then suffocated them. Hired convicts to dig the to dig the holes in her yard. The whole the lone holdout finally agreed to a conviction of two first it's two first degree murder counts, including special circumstances, and one second degree murder count. Puente died in prison at Chowchill on March 27, 2011, from natural causes. She was 82. Good riddance. Lord have mercy. Those were incredible stories. I'm glad they were good. Thank you. I know my second one was far less squattery, but it felt squatter-esque. Crazy. Should we break? We. Because I got to piss. It is time to break. Yeah, I also have to piss. And you have 30 minutes before that's out of time. I know. I know. Can, can we uh, like offload it and then just- We can, yeah. And then not have to worry about that? Yes, we can. Cool. We should do that. All right. We're going to break. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Squat. Squat. Squatting. <laughs> Squatting in a house. Unwelcome. That's what yes. we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about one lady that necessarily wasn't unwelcome in a house squatting, but like had squatter tendencies. She did move around a lot. Mm. She had a, she had squatter vibes. Yeah. Squatter vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. Squatting. So they wouldn't be able to do something like subscribe to something. Regardless of that. <laughs> squatting is, isn't it such a selfish thing? Yeah. It's fucking gross. Yeah. It's terrible. It's selfish. It, 
it doesn't work toward pleasing the consumer. No. With something quality, right? No. You're only pleasing yourself. You know who would never do something as selfish as squatting? Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us, just like we love you. Hey, baby. Yes. I hit my elbow on your signs. I hit it on your fucking table. God. Ow. Yeah, you're you're very clumsy. <sighs> I wonder if that has anything to do with the alcohol. Probably. You know what would probably help to curb some of those symptoms? What's that? Party patch. <gasps> They're Party patch. they are an affiliate of this podcast. Party patch, it has done us so much good. Terry, you have tested Party Patch not just the night before you began drinking. But the morning after. Literally, while I was experiencing post-drinking horridness. Hangover symptoms. Oh my God. Knee deep in it. And it took like 30 minutes and I felt like a fucking new man. And then like within an hour, I it was like I'd never drank the night before. It was beautiful. Party Patch is all organic, vitamin boosting. And you can have Party Patch all to yourself using our link Go to threeshotsin.com. We've got a link for you there. 10% off your purchase. Party patch. It can be all yours. JRHNBR. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Such an incredible turn on. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to have ruined your fucking patrons because now they're going to look that up and they're going to be like, oh, well, listen. So if you go on YouTube, I don't know how the video is still there, but it is. People keep fucking (laughs) re-uploading it every time I type it in. There's some new person that's re-uploaded. It is the most foul video. You don't see anything, but you get plenty of description. It is not graphic. Okay. It is very graphic. I know it's graphic. There's a slight oomph for lack of a better term. It's not visually graphic is what I mean. It is graphic in description. Um, But if you go on YouTube and you search J-R-H-N-B-R, which stands for just just the the right right height, height. no no bucket bucket is required. required. Terrible. (laughs) Um, You'll find out exactly what we're talking about. And I hope you know. 
that we have forced so many people to watch it because it has turned into it's our primer. It has become this like sick initiation. We force people to watch. Poor Kyle. Can't be my friend until you watch this video. And I hope you know before you watch it, I have forced Sam to sit down and watch it. And she did. How did your dad get away with it for so many years until just like a month ago. Well, because dad was our first introduction to, to how fucked up things can be. Yeah. yeah and even that. he cringed. Well, dad thought it was fake. Yep. It's not. It is 100% real. real. All of it. Enjoy. Hey, babe. Yeah. Have you ever had a new bottle of I don't know. What kind of liquors do you like? Whiskey? Scotch? Mostly whiskey. Rye? I love rye whiskey. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Let's say you have a new bottle of rye whiskey. You've never tried this kind of rye whiskey before. What brand is this? It's so new, you know? <laughs> Isn't it so much fun to open it and pour it? It actually is. Yeah. Right? Pour it for the very first time. Wouldn't See what like, it tastes like. Right. Wouldn't mm. you like to pour more? I would. Well, you can with... Pour More. That's one of our other affiliates. Pour More is a subscription service. You can get a new bottle of any kind of whiskey or bourbon or scotch, perhaps tequila, once per month. Broaden your booze horizons, your liquor horizons. And you know that we're very supportive of that here at Three Shots In. No, you? I know. I know. But yes, we are. Go to threeshotsin.com and follow the link. old piece of shit you married me so apparently you like them old yeah i do yeah. silver boxes <laughs> silver back girls I, I didn't say that i mean can you <laughs> all right we're back from the break I'm going to spin the wheel. It knows the truth. Shh. The worst place, it says worst place to have to take a shit. So from personal experience, I can attest that Darwin, Australia is the worst <laughs> place to take a shit. Because everything <laughs> Take the humidity of Texas and I swear like ramp it up like twice as much. And every bug wants to kill you. And bite your ass while you're shitting. Mm-hmm. And then you can't properly bathe because you're in the field. Normally when we go to the field, we have baby wipes. You make sure that shit's clean as a whistle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, not there. And you have shit ass for like days and you're getting sweaty and it's just getting worse. Swampy booty. Oh God. So listen, if you're an unclean individual and you're looking for some hose willing to get down. Darwin, Australia is your place. Darwin, Australia. Them backpackers. There's no such thing as an unclean booty hole. <laughs> Darwin, Australia. <laughs> Hello? We're all leaving it crazy up here. Worst, does it say worst time? Worst place. Worst place to take a shit. Worst place to take a shit. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, a volcano, right? Gay. That's the worst place. It's a wienery answer. It's so hot, you will literally burn your skin mm, off your ass. Well, yeah. Lame. You can find a better one than that. I. That is my answer. <sighs> God. Now that we've answered wheel number two, it is my turn. 
I decided to talk about squatters, mm. real ones, not fake ones like yours. I only had one fake one. I had, I did have a cereal squatter in there. There was a cereal squatter. That's true. Yeah. He was legitimate. My second one was a fake Your one. Your second one wasn't legitimate though. And all of mine are. Yes. So. Well, I mean, you've been doing this longer than me. I am. I know. I know I have. Surprised that, you know, Volcano was your answer then. It's a really good answer. Oh yeah. Awesome. So we begin. A junior at the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. Okay. We'll refer to her as Maddie. Maddie. It's not her real name, but that is how she's referred to in news articles. She had been finding mysterious handprints around her apartment. Sometimes she'd find a shirt or a pair of pants somewhere that she hadn't left them, or they would go missing completely. One Saturday in February 2019, which was not very long ago, she realized why. She shared an apartment with a female roommate, but that Saturday they had both been out of the house. Maddie came home, went to her bedroom, and heard what she described as rattling in her closet. So her instinct told her to close the closet door and hold it closed, which is what she did. And then she called in. Get out of the house? No. She called in after that. Okay. Who's there? And from inside, she heard, oh, my name is Drew. Yeah. I guess she asked him if he was there to hurt her or something after that. She asked if he was there with ill intent. And he assured her, believably somehow, that no, he was not. So she opened the door. And inside her closet, she found 30-year-old Andrew Swafford inside her closet dressed head to toe in her clothing. (laughs) She says, quote, I open the door and he's in there wearing all of my clothes, my socks, my shoes, and he has a book bag full of my clothes. So he's a stalker. As it turned out, Andrew Swafford was a cross-dresser. She said, here's a picture of him, by the way. I need to see this She took without his knowledge. Good, fuck him. She said, Andrew didn't seem violent or aggressive, and she was correct. But she engaged in light conversation with him to keep him distracted. And in the meantime, tried to dial 911 on her Apple Watch. But it didn't get through. Not through that avenue. She did manage, however, to reach her boyfriend. Oh, he better. I hope he showed up and just fucked this dude up. As she was waiting for him to arrive, she said, quote, He tries on my hat. He goes in the bathroom and looks in the mirror. And then is like, you're really pretty. Can I give you a hug? but he never touched me. Andrew left pretty soon after Maddie's boyfriend showed up. She called the cops and eventually they arrested him at a local gas station. Here's his headshot. Oh, I can only imagine. Of course. Look at this fucking... mm. He's very serial killer looking. Yes, he is. I can't tell if it's the angular features or the comb over. She and authorities at this point are not sure how he actually got into her apartment. There were no signs of a break-in. And she and her roommate had already had the locks changed after the both of them had come home together and found two men they didn't know just sitting in their living room. So there has to be some kind of... There must be some way people are getting in the house. Right. Crawl space. And because of that, because they couldn't find one, cops couldn't find one, they weren't comfortable staying there. They both moved out shortly after this. If I'm that girl's boyfriend... Beat the shit out of him. Let's say you call me and you're like, my fucking God, Terry, this dude. What's up? Sorry, the camera moved. I just want to make sure. Is he laying on it? (laughs) We have the dog in here. Rex is a sweet boy, but a clumsy one. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. If you call me and you're like, oh my God, Terry. I found a man in my closet trying on my clothes. I am fucking bashing that fucker's skull in. 
He didn't do anything aggressive you're in my, at all. You're in my fucking girl's house. He's a mentally sick person and he didn't hurt her even a little bit. Didn't even try Guess to touch I'm her. wearing an orange jumpsuit then. Fuck you. Next up. Back in 2006, a 32-year-old, Carlo Castellanos Feria. Okay. He worked as a valet at a hospital in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. He developed a very unhealthy obsession with the hospital's then 35-year-old director of physical therapy, Michelle Fredenberg Onion. Onion. That was her name. What a weird-ass name. <laughs> I thought so, too. What was it? Wait, what was the first name? Fredenberg. Her first name is Fredenberg? No, her... F- oh, like her name is Michelle. Michelle Onion. Her first surname is Fredenberg. Fredenberg. Fredenberg may be her maiden name. I'm not positive. Uh, because eventually she did get married to her boyfriend who she was dating at the time this happened. Is that the onion? I think so. <laughs> okay. So the person we're talking about right now is 32-year-old Carlo Castellanos Feria. Yes, he's the stalker. Yes, and he was arrested after he was discovered hiding under her bed by her boyfriend who is now her husband. Oh, he's dead. He's fucking dead. Her boyfriend, Onion, did not... <laughs> beat the shit out of him, called the cops, made sure he didn't go anywhere. And when the cops showed up, they learned he'd been hiding under her bed for two days and had hidden a camera on her desk so that he could watch the two of them. So Onion is a punk bitch. Oh. Wow, dude. I hope she fucking broke up with that idiot. I didn't see anything about a beat down. I assumed they would have mentioned it if it happened. Oh, no, you know what? She's medical. So it's probably like, no, live in that land. It's really know. inconvenient. Even worse than the hidden camera. In a bag he had with him under the bed, they found notebooks and writing utensils, a second video camera, two extra tapes, a power cord, latex gloves, and several unused condoms. Ah. After a search- He's yurking it under the bed, for sure. You don't need a condom to yurk it. You don't need it, but that's how you can do it without leaving a mess behind. Without spooging. After a search of his home, because obviously they arrested him, there's reason enough to get a search warrant. They search his home. They found framed pictures of her, six of them, a stack of her vacation photos, as well as her wedding video with her ex-husband that he, all of which he had stolen from her ex-husband's house. He broke in, cased it to see when her ex-husband wouldn't be home and then broke into it in order to steal all of that stuff. You know, the only reason this shit happens is because none of these fuckers are afraid, and they should be. (laughs) So he pled guilty. Of course he did. But his defense was that he was mentally unwell. (laughs) Yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) True. The prosecution pushed for a harsher punishment, though, because of how far and how quickly his behavior escalated and how the things, the items, he had inside his bag under the bed with him seemed to indicate much more sinister intentions. Like he was going to rape somebody or something. Latex gloves. I mean, what's that for? Yep. When asked if he had anything to say before his sentence was given, he replied, I fell madly in love and that blinded my judgment. You know how that feels, right, Terry? Yeah. You know, I've, I've hidden under your bed. You crazy. I've hidden under your bed prior (laughs) to you and me dating many a time. He said, I beg your forgiveness. I need help. He was sentenced to... A little over three years of prison time, three years probation afterwards, mandatory treatment for mental illness, obviously no further contact with her or her boyfriend, probably her ex-husband as well, and to be listed on the sex offender registry. 
See, here's the thing. Like that three years in prison, right? I don't understand. I still don't understand now why it is that sexual related crimes that could be something. Because like, listen, I get he didn't sexually touch her. There was no physical touching. I get it. But they have lasting effects on the people that they fucking affect. Right? Sure. I don't understand why why sexual crimes seem to always have this like tiny little tag of prison time on them. Okay, you know, do your couple of years. You think that was light? Yes. Lighter than You fucking broke into their home and were hanging out under their bed. You have all these like fucking like scary items with you and shit. Fuck you. Yes, go on the sexual registry, but like how's about I don't know, like I'm whatever. At a very minimum. Whether he had violent intentions in mind, he was certainly intending, based off of two extra tapes, a second video camera, and a power cord, which I assume was for charging, he was planning to stay there for much longer than two days. The thing that bothers me about that is most people that can that commit sexual crimes are fucking predators of some kind. The only way to make a predator stop is to make them scared. So- Attach a super, super harsh punishment to predatory things so that people are far less apt to do them. But Terry, he's just a sick person. Oh, shut the fuck up. I know what you're doing. Sick I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Love. Love. That love made me cra- blind. Love makes you do crazy things. Ooh. That's all I have for now. That's all of them? That's all of them, except for one. Oh, no. Okay. That's got a big old fat paywall in front of it. <laughs> you gotta be a fucking patron. Subscribe, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> and now we spin the wheel one last time. Terry, uh, would you do the honors? It's this one. Okay. This wheel here. Ah, it says here, you must do a squat challenge to save your life. Who is your squat partner? Parentheses, combined squats. Oh, uh, like your squats and their squats are like what's going to save your life. So I, we have to name fit people. Who's the guy that plays Thor? My brain wants. Hemsworth, want- Hemsworth. Chris? Chris Hemsworth? Chris? No, no, no. I think so. He's a yoked motherfucker. That's the one. He's very fit. Yep. Very I guarantee fit. you he can do a million fucking squats. He might be able to. I can do a bunch. I know who I'm choosing. Who? Thor Bjornsson. <gasps> That's a good one. The mountain. Oh, the mountain. Yeah. He could squat me. I wouldn't Fuck. have to do fucking shit. Can I take, mm, can I take mine? No, no, no. Number of squats. If you get to name one more person, I get to name one more person. Sure. Too. I'm, I, I can concede okay. that. So check it. Here's the thing to consider. Okay. Thor Bjornsson is the strongest man in the world. Yeah. Okay. He can lift a fuck ton once. How many can he do though? I think he's got it. You think so? Because this squat challenge doesn't say how much weight. What I'm saying is, is he's a guy that can lift a fuck ton of weight one time, but does he have the endurance to do a shit ton of like nothing? That's my gamble. I do think he does. Okay. So I'm in the camp. So I don't know if you heard about the uh, little headbutt contest between Eddie Hall. and I heard about it. I didn't care a lot about it, so so I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. That I'm not choosing Thor over Eddie Eddie Hall. I'd probably choose Eddie Hall. Because Uh, I already took him. Because I took the winner. A, yes. But B, the other thing too is Eddie Hall is short and squatty. And I'll bet you that- Squatty? Even, I'll, uh, <laughs> I bet you that even though Thor, because here's the thing, it, it was proven that Thor can, he's just stronger than him. And listen, 
Or he just trained Eddie Hall better. is just a, he's a beast anyways. Who They're gives a fuck? They're both fucking machines, okay? Yes. Like, I'm but not questioning that. I'll bet that. you because, it's funny because I say Eddie Hall's squattier. He's squattier than Thor Bjornsson, who's like six foot seven or six foot eight. Okay. <laughs> like, but I'm pretty sure that, that Eddie Hall is still like six foot two or six foot four or something They're like that. They're both enormous. So he's still a, unnaturally he's still a fucking huge. enormous guy, yeah. but because he's squattier than Thor is, I'll bet you he can do more squats than Thor can. Maybe not as much weight, but more than he can. So well, I'm you a, know, my second pick there is Eddie Hall. So if we're building teams of three now. No, we're on teams of two right now. Chris Hemsworth, Eddie Hall. You chose Crims, Chris Hemsworth Who's your and first? Eddie Hall. You're a part of that challenge. Okay. So, oh, three. Yes. God, I would be so honored to do squats with those guys. You know who I got? Who? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's old. You're fucked. Oh, he's I win. It. There's no weight. It's. Doesn't it, matter. This You're dead. He's body. old. Nope. Sorry. He's good to go. Sorry, Arnold. Arnold's got it. I know because I watched someone. What was it? What kind of kick is it where you throw your whole body and you straighten it? Oh, roundhouse kick? No, remember, like, someone jumped up, right, ran up behind him when he was walking. Oh, like drop kicked him. Yeah. Their whole body. When? Jumped up and they straightened both legs into his back and he barely moved. When was this? I don't know, five years ago. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Really? No. We'll have to look it up. I'll have to show you. But yeah. see that. He barely moved even. It looked huh. like he barely noticed. He kind of did this. Here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Arnold, I guarantee you is you don't, you don't make your life out of fitness and still, and, and like become unfit. Right. But that's the thing. Like he's old. He has training, strength and determination. I'm. I don't think he has anything on Eddie Hall or Chris Hemsworth. All the impressive work is being done by Thor. All the work Thor the can't do is done by Arnold. <laughs> All the work Arnold can't do is left to me. I got it. It's sad that he, he, he is turned in his later age. He is turned into quite the beta cuck, but out of that, I still respect the man for his past. There's so much about his past that I fucking respect the shit out of. Arnold is the reason why I give a shit about lifting at all. I can't, I'd like, I can't tell you how many times I fucking like, like watched fucking lifting shit on Arnold when I was a kid and was like, I'm not oh ugly. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Arnold is the man, regardless of the shit that he's done lately that pisses me off. I, I still love that guy. I'd, like fucking predator is like my fucking favorite movie ever. Like, I love that movie. Our two sons still talk about the scene where they, he and the other actor said that like fucking like yoked black guy. Oh, it's Carl Weathers. They lock arms oh, yeah. and have that and like just the, kind of spontaneous, like arm wrestle where their mus- their biceps are the like, what's the matter Dylan? CIA have you pushing too many, many pencils? pencils? <laughs> <laughs> the kids fucking said they that line. So so many <laughs> I think that's the, when I was a kid, that was the first time I ever saw Arnold like in like an action movie and like everything, like when I was introduced to Arnold was, was predator. I think just so you know, I think Arnold was the very first fully naked man I ever saw. Fully naked. When? In Terminator. He wasn't fully naked. He was. He didn't full frontal. Fully naked. You don't see his dick and balls. ass. But he's not wearing anything that covers anything. He's just positioned in a way where you don't see it. He's fully naked. That's okay. the first fully naked man I ever saw. I and mean, that's man, a hell was of a, it 
Was it a good naked man to see? Yes. I don't blame you. Thank you, Arnold. One day, maybe. No, probably not. I'm not ever going to do steroids, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Arnold was- That's an interesting question. Who was the first fully naked woman you ever saw? That's a tough one. I've seen so many. (laughs) I know, but I feel like the first for all of us- was in a film of some kind. No, it wasn't, it, it wasn't just straight to porno. No, no not, of not course, most of, of course, of course. I'm trying to think of, of what that was though. Back to the future. Marty's mom, the lady that plays Marty's mom. Yeah. She was in another movie with Tom Cruise. Can't remember the name of the movie, but you get full frontal on her. On Marty's mom. Mm-hmm. Oh God. She's fucking hot. She was hot in Back oh, to the she, Future. Oh God. But you didn't see yeah. shit and you knew. She was all, you just she's knew. always been a fucking. Yeah. Yeah, she's always been good looking. A dime. That I think that was the first one I ever saw. What the fuck? Now I gotta know what that movie is. Damn it! Hold on, give me. You my mentioned iPad. Nicole Kidman. Is it a movie where they're all Ma- three of them are in it? No, no, no. So Nicole Kidman did one, but that was way later. That was another one with Tom with Tom Cruise. God damn, Tom Cruise! <laughs> all the fucking hot ass ladies. Don't start talking about that. Like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp. They all they had. Very intimate roles with very beautiful women. Yeah, holy. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Oh, that's fitting. She looks like a Leah. And you know, even now, she's still a good looking lady. Can I see a recent picture? Yeah, she's a hottie. Yeah, no, she's a great looking lady. She doesn't great. look like she's aged at all. No. She's definitely sacrificed babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hollywood. You never know, right? <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. This is an old movie, by the way. The one you're thinking of with yes. Tom Cruise? That would, that, so I'm certain now, I'm certain now that was the first full, full frontal full and it was, and when I say full oh, nude, you're talking like you actually saw nipples and everything, nipples, vagina, everything. Yeah. Full frontal. Oh, I mean, if we're talking about that, I don't No, no. So just so you're tracking, that was both my first time seeing a naked oh, woman see. in a movie. Okay. Right, right, right. But it also just so happened to be a full deal. I don't think I ever saw a full frontal naked man until porn. I don't think I ever did. Huh. Are you still trying to find that movie? Yeah. Uh, it's not that. The very first movie I can remember. Like I had the Thompson. biggest gay crush on a lady Hold was on. Leah Thompson. And I said, Tom Cruise. Tom Thank Cruise. Tom. Um, the biggest gay crush I've ever had on a lady because of a movie, I guess would okay. be, um, Ooh, I'm having trouble remembering it now, but it was Jamie Lee Curtis in all the right moves. Nope. Is the name? No, no. Is the name of the movie with Tom Cruise oh, and Leah Thompson? Okay. All the right moves. All the right moves. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is her husband and he's a spy or something. Oh, that's True Lies. True Lies. <sighs> What's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie I just Lee Curtis. Said it. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't. You're hear listening you. to shit I say. I was trying to as always. Funny. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. Damn. That was another one. Well. Well, please like rate and subscribe this podcast. Oh shit. Are we done? We're all finished. God damn. That went quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't go quick, but it felt like it went quick. We had a blast. Yes. Like rate and subscribe to this podcast and uh, go ahead and share it. Share it to do it. All of your social media accounts and with ev- anyone you think would enjoy. Visit our website at three There we have a, a link to our PayPal. That's a single time donation. If you're not into subscriptions, but if you are, we have stuff on Patreon that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Wait, so was our whole conversation about uh, celebrity crushes that going to be Patreon stuff? Probably not. I think I'll leave it in. Oh, nice. Next topic hasn't been chosen yet. We actually need to choose it on the spot right oh, now. Let's choose it on the spot. 
Jacob will have to do notes for this one. So let's make it painful. Feet. <laughs> oh my God, I was, I was going to say foot. <laughs> yeah, foot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's official because it's written. It Next topic written. is foot. <laughs> Love you, Jacob. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 JRHNBR. Just the right height. No bucket is required. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) 